Good morning, everybody. Roger's asked me to introduce myself. Um, my name's Glyn. I'm one of the leaders here. Um, what should we start with? I'm a family man. I've been married for... Uh, we're going to be married 30 years this year. Um, we've got eight children. Um, that's the thing that people mo- most people go, uh, eight? Um, and hence the bald head and the grey hair, yeah. Um, no, we, yeah, we, we've adopted, we've fostered, um, and we've got biological children too. We've had a fantastic Christmas. Um, we were very upset when, uh, when the government decided to cut down how long we could meet with our family um, because my eldest daughter was supposed to be coming down from Wellingborough, which is where she lives with her family. Um, but we figured out a way. So we put them up in the Premier Inn on Christmas Eve and on Christmas Day night so that they could spend the day with us, and, we, and it's worked out really, really well. So there is a way sometimes when your plans go all apart. Um, yeah, so we're very much a family-orientated family. And the, the other thing that uh, probably is dearest to my heart is church. I've been involved in two church plants, um, and uh, uh, one in Cambodia, one in England, uh, and we're here and we love being part of Dorchester Community Church. And um, a couple of years ago, Roger asked me to be part of the leadership team and I'm very, very pl- privileged to be part of that. So with no more ado, let's get on with today's talk. Um, I'm, I'm calling it a talk because it's not really a teaching. Um, I'm also supposed to be doing the reading today, so I'll start with that, shall I? Let's do the reading. I'm going to use, actually, what um, we as a leadership team have come up with for our theme for the year. I'm going to use that as our reading for today. So it's from Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 31. Very apt for this year, I think. Very apt for looking forward into the future. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength... They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Isn't that wonderful? That when we put our hope in the Lord, we will have the strength to keep going. And in a year, today I'm going to just do some reflections really of, of what's happened over the year for me and for many. Um, and talk a little bit about our hope in God. So I get the privilege of doing, or is it the poison chalice of doing the last um, preach of the year? Um, And what a year it's been, eh? I find that there are generally two or three types of people. You know, people live in the past, people live in the future, and a few people seem to manage to live in the present. And I put it to you that actually living in the present is where God wants you to be. And that's kind of the point, the whole point of what I'm going to talk about today. But let's look back a little bit. We started this year and our strapline of 2020 vision, seeing God clearly. We were hoping to have a series uh, of teachings all around getting closer to God, 
seeing him move in our lives and in our church, learning to hear from him better and walk the walk that he has for us closer in relationship with him. In reality, by February, we were all wondering and worrying about this virus thing called COVID, and by the end of March, our lives, as we previously knew them, changed. Woody Allen made a joke many years ago now. He said, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. I think that's been one of those years, isn't it? I'm sure God isn't laughing about the bad things that have happened as a result of this global epidemic, but there are times when I'm sure he smiles down on our frustrated selves when things don't go our way, the way that we wanted it. We all thought 2020 was going to be just another year that plodded its way through the normal ups and downs, but it wasn't. You know, I find that life's a roller coaster anyway. I don't know about you. Do you find it's a bit of a roller coaster? But this year, I think the downs have been a lot deeper. Would that be a reasonable metaphor? Life will never go back to how it was. Well, that's what I think anyway. As the economic impact of COVID and Brexit it off hit our country fully, our high streets are all, that were already struggling are beginning to look like ghost streets. I don't know whether you've been down them, but lots of closed shops and it's getting worse. Lots closing down too. Many household names are going or have gone bankrupt. And while the government seems to facilitate over yet another decision around that word lockdown, we can only accept what's happening to us. We can moan and groan, we can blame whoever we like, whoever seems to be a good target, the government seems to be a good one at the moment, but in the end we just have to get on with today, do we not? And yet God is still here with us. God wants us to keep going. God wants us to follow him. He wants us to do the things that he's told us. He wants us to see him clearly today, just as much as at the beginning of the year as we set out to do. I know Roger will admit that he struggled in the first few months of lockdown. He pretty much single-handedly created what we now see as a normal Sunday for our Sunday mornings. He enthused us to connect with the church in a different way and brought all his passion for the church into it. I think he deserves a round of applause for that. And I've got a bit of a present for him. So I don't know whether you can see this. This might help him, you know. He's going, he's going away. Um, uh, he's, he's having a break now for two months. A well-deserved break, I must say. And I think this, this money might help, I, you know. <laughs> Have any of you had a look through the old Sunday morning broadcasts to look at how many people are watching? Because if you go onto YouTube, it tells you how many people have watched it. We have anything from between 100 and 400 separate views on a Sunday. Recently, we've been getting about 150, thereabouts. And when you think about it, most people who watch probably don't watch on their own. 
If, you know, most people, are, they're a couple or they're a family. And yes, if you're, you know, and there are singles watching it too. But if you kind of average that out and we're a bit pessimistic about it, we could say there's two watching at each one, I think. I think that would be reasonable. So that's saying right now we're getting over 300 people watching, as well as the people who come. Now, we can only sit 120, 230 people in here, and that's BC, before COVID, yeah? (laughs) We are reaching at least double the amount of people that we were before all this happened. God is still working and still doing amazing things. Hallelujah. What matters when the roller coaster is on the upswing and we're struggling to get up that hill in front of us is that we're able to knuckle down and keep going in all that adversity. I think God smiles down on us and see he knows how hard it is. He sees our hearts and he sends us all his love. Some of you know that for the past few years, God's been taking me on a journey into silence and meditation and contemplation. And I've had to learn just to stop, like we did with the, with, the, with the song that Ali played. We just stopped and we listened and we received God's love. And in this time, it's, it's been, I would say, I've learned a lot about that. I've been able to have the space, the time, to be able to do that. I became a Christian in an Anglican church, but after a, a few years of struggling in that environment, I ended up in a church very similar to this. And I found God alive and at work. And he was changing lives and the world through those lives. And I want to be a part of that. I wanted God to use me. Have you forgotten what that was like? Our type of churches are generally action-orientated. We have projects, we have plans, we get out there and do things, and that is a very good thing. We pray through uh, what we're thinking about. We commit our plans to God. But I do wonder sometimes how much of it is our plans and how much of it is God's. How often is God laughing at our plans to save the world? And in a year like this year, our plans went out the window and God has still, hasn't he, done amazing things? Isn't it lovely to hear what everyone said, these positive things about what God's been doing? Um... I just, yeah, I'm just amazed at God. Uh, I shouldn't be, because he is God, isn't he? But he just seems to touch things. Even when, even when we think it's all falling apart around us. We so easily fall into the same patterns, like our plan for teaching, the teaching program this, this year. We developed a theme and a program for each year, and then we see what God does. Well, this year has been a year where these patterns were thrown out. But God has started building new patterns. I say embrace those patterns. Don't fight it. Don't expect or even want to go back to how it was. We want to go with what God is doing, don't we? Isn't that what it's about? As we look forward to this new year, starting in just a few days, make some of your New Year's resolutions about getting to know God better.
however you do it. I find silence helps. But when we were talking about this in the elders the other week, Paul talked about how he loved having some worship music in the background and just sitting and listening to that. I know some of you love getting into scripture and learning from God that way. Whatever it is, whatever makes you get closer to God, make some time for it. Maybe it's using the Bible notes that we give out free. I'm sure there's some at the front there. Find your way of getting into God and make it a habit. We, the elders, have chosen as our theme for this new year, changing times, unchanging God. Because that's what we've lived this year and we expect to carry on. And yet, we know God doesn't change. We've just got to follow what he's doing. When all around us is uncertain, and that is what we've experienced, isn't it? God is certain. If there's one thing that we should all have learned this year, that is that only God is unchanging and we can trust in him. I love what Michelle just said. It helps us focus on the things that really matter, doesn't it? When we can't get to see our loved ones, when we can't spend time with those people we want to see. You know, we can get so wrapped up in all the things of life, but actually it's the people that matter. It's the people. There's no doubt that this year there have been huge changes and they will continue for much of the coming year. Sorry, I thought I'd lost a page then and then we'd be in real trouble, wouldn't we? Or maybe God would win. Glenn, shut up. But at the same time that we now have a hope in a vaccine, that if everything goes to plan next year, most of us will be given it and the risks will dramatically reduce and life should begin to go back to normal. We'll be able to see our families and friends again. Our day could be back to normal, but do we want it to go back to normal? In the first lockdown, there was a significant benefit to our environment. There were so few vehicles moving around that areas of smog that had been there for years cleared. In June, experts estimated that there's been about 11,000 less deaths attributable to air pollution than in previous years. Wildlife is coming back and you're seeing wildlife more because they feel safer and the air is cleaner and there there are some huge benefits to this new way. I think that God will be pleased that we're using technology that God gave amazing minds to work out to reduce our impact on the earth, on his earth that he created. Long may that continue. Surely God is showing us a new way. God has to be our hope for the future. He never changes. He is hope. He is love. He is our source of faith. Coming back to our Bible verse for this year. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. 
They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. We want to be like that, don't we? We want to have that energy. We want to see God moving. And we want to be in his rest. And yet we live in a world that is changing at such a huge pace. I think we all struggle with it, don't we? Okay, on to the last stretch. I'm sure you'll be happy to know. We've talked about the past year. We've talked about our plan and our theme for the coming year. But God doesn't work in the past or the future. He works in the now. And as I said at the beginning, some of us live in the past and we remember everything from the past and it seems to be all we seem to talk about. And some of us only live in the future and we're all interested in what's coming and what's going to happen. And some, some people somehow manage to be able to live in the present and be able to just do what. And it's what God asks us to do. Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow. Because the tomorrow's got enough worries. Let's worry about today and do today well. And tomorrow will come, and God knows what's coming tomorrow. God can only change something now if, now. if we ask for healing for someone, we ask for it now, don't we? If we pray a prayer, we want a response now. And sometimes God seems to take a long time to respond, doesn't he? But when he does, it's a now thing. It's a, my goodness, God has just done that. Isn't that amazing? God God can and does change our now when we are praying along with what is his plan, not ours. When we have spent enough time with him that, that we know what he wants to do in any given situation. But how can we know his plan for anything? Well, we do have to spend time with him. And that's all I do when I go and find somewhere quiet and meditate. It's something that Jesus did. It's something that all our heroes of faith did. But somehow in our church organisation tradition, it's something that seems has not been emphasised and has got lost. Now, I'm not saying I'm sure that many of you do take time out every day to find, to, to find out to pray and to spend time with God. All I'm trying to do is to encourage you to carry on and dig into it and dig into this amazing God who has at least doubled our influence as a church on a Sunday in a time when all of all of us seem to have just made it through the year. And yet God has done this amazing thing. And what excites me is what is he going to do with that? You know, if, we're, if, if, if there is such a huge amount of people now who know what we do on a Sunday morning at, at Dorchester Community Church, what's he going to do with all those people? What's going to happen? That excites me. I'm excited to see what's going to happen in this next year. Because we want to see them coming in. We want to see them getting to know Jesus for a personal God, not, not just something that's on the TV or on their phone or however they're actually watching it. It's not us that makes the increase. It's God that does it. But he does use our mouths and our arms and our legs for his glory if we let him. You find your way of hearing from God. It might be through the scriptures you love or the worship songs that you play or the time with other Christians that build you up. 
or it might be a quiet time of meditation or contemplation, but whatever it is, spending time with him won't be wasted. He changes you and he changes me whenever we do that. He will refresh you like the song that Ali sung. He will speak to you. He will give you rest, as he said in Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30, probably some of my favourite verses, because I always seem to be tired. And I don't know whether you probably can't see, but if I take my glasses off, you can see the huge bags under my eyes. It's just who I am. I'm always tired. And yet, it says in Matthew 11, verse 28, Come to you, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's his promise to all of us. Life doesn't seem to be easy, but Jesus is telling us that if we really know him, we can find rest. I'm searching after that, aren't you? As a leader of this church, I can't tell you to do anything. I can only encourage you to follow God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. As we move into another year of change, let's remember that God is unchanging. We can put our hope in him. Not in the temporal things, not in this world, but in him. It is my greatest prayer that all of us realise our verse for this year. We who hope in the Lord. So I've changed it to personalise it. We who hope in the Lord will renew our strength. We will soar on eagles. We will soar on wings like eagles. We will run and not grow weary. We will walk and not be faint. Amen.